This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Thursday, April 29th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Today marks the beginning of the 2021 NFL Draft, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and it's one of my favorite sporting days of the year. Tonight, we're going to see Clemson's Trevor Lawrence become the second number one ranked recruit to go number one overall in the draft, joining the company of Jadavian Clowney. And we'll also have our eyes on whether Alabama can notch a record sixth first round picks on a much, much, much smaller scale. Today is also the 600th episode of the College Football Daily. A lot of people deserve love for that. Former co-host Connor Tapp, former producer Tony Levitt, current producer Lance Glenn, all of our fantastic regular and one-time guests who give up part of their day to talk football with me, and of course our listeners. We would not exist without you. So to celebrate the big day on such a big sports day, we wanted to land a big guest to tie in the two occasions. I think we found the perfect guy in Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald. He's one of the best in the business and is preparing for a historic night for his wild Cats. Uh, offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. Looks like he's going to be their first round one pick since 2005. If you're taking keeping score at home, that'd be Luis Castillo. And if cornerback Greg Newsom, who's currently rising up the boards, also goes in the first round, it will be the first time in program history that Northwestern has had two first round picks in the same draft. The Wildcats finished number 10 last year with a Citrus Bowl win over Auburn. Emphatic win uh, at that. And they did it without Slater, who opted out and we will discuss that as well with Fitzgerald. I don't think Slater and Newsom will be the last first rounders for Northwestern in the years to come. Freshman left tackle Peter Skaronsky, five-star recruit in 2020's top 247 rankings, was a true freshman All-American. Fitz is going to give some love to Skaronsky too. We're going to take a quick break and then get right to our conversation with Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So I don't want to jinx anything for everybody involved, but... It looks like Thursday is going to be a pretty historic day for Northwestern. First first round pick since 2005 and probably the first time ever Northwestern is going to have two players drafted in the first round of the same draft. How do you feel about all that? Well, I'm ecstatic first and foremost for Rashawn and for Greg. I mean, they've put the work in and, and they've obviously put the tape out there and, and they've worked so hard to get to this point. You know, Thursday could be an amazing, amazing day for, for them and for their families. From a program standpoint, you know, two young men that bought into everything, bought into our strength and conditioning, you know, how we go about, uh, you know, our nutrition, our high performance team, took to coaching and then just were unbelievable teammates and and uh, just so thankful for them and look forward to hopefully a great celebration. So Northwestern academic requirements, 
you guys like, you know, two classes ago landed a five-star for us and uh, Peter Skaronsky, but you're not always grabbing guys who people are projecting to be first round picks. How thin is the margin for error? And you mentioned the buy-in when they get there. I would imagine that's just vitally important. It starts in the in the recruiting process. It's finding the right fit, finding a young man that fits our program, starts academically, their character and their choices, you know, away from their family and away from those that coach them or or or, or in their faith or whatever it may be. And then, you know, guys that we believe are going to come here to compete to start. You know, a long time ago when I took over, it was, you know, finding guys to add depth, redshirt everybody, you know, try to be a fourth or fifth year team. And I think we worked through those stages of, 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 of a program development. And, you know, we have a model that we want to be the best player development uh, staff in the country. And it's everybody that touches our young men. We want to do everything we can to prepare them for life, you know, help them earn this great Northwestern degree and compete for championships and then, you know, be ready to compete to play on Sunday. And, you know, we believe you can have it all here. And when you've got top 10 academics, a top 10 football team, and now have two first round draft picks, hopefully knock on wood, you you know, you could have it all. And we're going to have 11 total guys uh, this weekend, a part of the draft. So, you know, we're really, we're incredibly proud of those guys because they put the work in, but the program and what we do and how we do it is in place for anybody to plug into it. If you buy into it, you give everything you've got and you just keep grinding through challenges, adversity, and success, you you know, you can achieve any one of your goals and dreams. Well, you mentioned the top 10 team. I was going to ask you like how your recruiting pitch might change on Friday morning when you wake up and have, you know, two first round draft picks. I would imagine though, it kind of has already been tweaked a little bit. Like you might not be going for a totally different pool of players, but you, you have a lot to offer right now. How are you hitting that? And, and what is kind of your plan after this weekend to be like, guys, we're putting people in the NFL. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We've, we've been competing for national championships academically since, uh, since I've been here as a student athlete. So we feel pretty good about that. Uh, it was just getting the program to a consistent winner. We, we accomplished that now consistently competing for championships. And then, you know, the final stage is, you know, just continuing to add and accumulate better and better talent, you know, out of high school to create better competition within a roster, which makes everybody improve and get better. And, you know, that's where we believe we're at. You're going to graduate great players every year and you've got to replace them with, with young men that are coming in right away to compete to start our staff, our recruiting office have done a great job. And uh, we've just got to continue to, to kind of take this program in directions that that really is you know, to benefit our players and, and how do we best get them prepared? And, and uh, that's what we try to pursue every day relentlessly. I want to dive in a little bit to, to Rashawn and Greg. What was your, he's a day one NFL player moment with Rashawn Slater. A lot of people are pointing to how he handled Chase Young pretty, pretty good in 2019. I think that's when maybe the nation realized that he was probably a day one player. I think we as a staff saw it maybe his freshman year when he got thrown into the fire and now he's starting. I think his first Big Ten start was up in Camp Randall, you know, in a hostile environment. And, you know, he he, he would probably be the first to tell you he didn't play his best game. But more importantly, he he was ready to compete. And, and you could see that just the. The feet, the athleticism, the toughness, the compete, and and just you know, you said, man, if this kid buys in and gets stronger, the sky is the limit. And then you know you fast forward to, to nineteen when you know he plays against Chase, and Chase is not a good player; he's a dominant player. And uh, you know Rashawn had you know just his typical Rashawn game, just was outstanding in every aspect: run blocking, pass protection, finishing through the echo of the whistle, everything you want on an offensive lineman. And uh, it's probably when the nation saw it. The whole opt-out thing is, is a big deal right now. And I think it's like there's a few different types of the opt-outs. Like the, the top receiver in the draft, Jamar Chase, they knew he, they were going to have a season. He opted out. Regardless, 
I think for the the Big Ten and the Pac-12, the conferences kind of made that decision for them a little bit and, and it kind of made it harder to go back. And I think that's interesting because Rashawn Slater's in the same boat as his competition to be the first lineman taken, Panay Sewell, at Oregon. So it, it's 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 not your it's not your normal opt-out. But when you talk to NFL front office personnel, do they ask you about it? And what do you say about it? Yeah, so th- there's zero concerns. Uh, you're right. It was tough. I mean, I'll go back to our entire roster. You know, we were playing, we weren't playing, now we're playing. And that's a roller coaster ride that, you know, as we work through that process, I, I think those that kind of weren't a part of it in college football might not understand. I mean, it was it was really tough. It was really challenging. Uh, and, and the health and safety of our young men was the most important thing. And as I talked to Rashawn and his family, you know, we, we prioritize that. We talked about where he was. I did a, a lot of research uh, along with our, our director of football operations, Cody Shada, uh, at, at the time to really dig into what the NFL thought of Rashawn. And, and the feedback came back outstanding, right? And so now you're looking at an abbreviated season. You're looking at, are we going to make it through the whole year? What's the risk reward? He had a plan. I mean, I talked to him. I said, if you're going to opt out, what's your plan? He had a very specific plan of what he wanted to do. And, uh, you know, we were completely on board with the decision. And I appreciate his family allowing me to be a part of that discussion. Uh, we made it, you know, obviously they ultimately made it, but to be a part of it, you know, I think shows the, the, the commitment that we have here as a program to do what's best for our players, no matter what. Would have loved to have them. <laughs> There's no doubt, you know, you mentioned Peter Skronsky. Can you imagine if our offensive line had Rashawn and Peter along with our other great guys? So, you know, it, it was uh, one of those situations where it was the right thing at the right time. He committed to it. We committed to it. And then, you know, you fast forward to the Big Ten championship game and I reached out to Rashawn and I told him, hey, listen, buddy, I want you to be my guest at the game and to show you how humble he is. He says, coach, thanks, but no thanks, man. I, I, I don't want to be a distraction. I'm a part of the team, but I, I haven't done anything to warrant that. And, and I appreciate the invitation, but I'm going to cheer, uh, cheer, from, uh, cheer from home. And so, you know, that's the type of guy he is. And, and you know, there's never a can't miss. You can't say that. That's like the kiss of death. But character, work ethic, you know, who he is as a teammate, who he is as a man and, and the athlete and the player, he's the real deal. And somebody's going to be ecstatic to have him. Yeah, it sounds like a great kid. And uh, I was actually thinking about the the possibility of those two being on this the same offensive line this morning before we went on, and that, that would have been something else. I read that Greg Newsom, I read this from uh, Yahoo's Pete Dammel. Greg Newsom is the first ever three and done in the Pat Fitzgerald era. If that's true, that blew my mind. Yeah. Were you more surprised that it finally happens, or were you more surprised that it took so long? Well, I think it's a little bit unique here. You know, the value that our young men put on earning a Northwestern degree is a high, high priority to them uh, and, and, and to their families and, and to their future. It's it's going to be the the key that opens up every door, no matter what happens to you with football. So, you know, I, I'm not I'm not surprised that it took this long because our guys are going to all be on a four year track to graduate. And, you know, it's a unique situation with Greg, right? He graduates high school early, shows up, has the winter, spring quarter, summer ahead of him. Uh, he's going to graduate here at the end of this quarter. So he's going to graduate in three and a half years. So, um, you know, I, I guess from that standpoint, um, you know, I'm not surprised on the academic side. On the football side, you know, I think there's been some guys that have been really close in this discussion, but but at the end of the day, they, they made the decision after doing research to, to come back. And, and um, you know, I was a big part, again, of that discussion with, with Greg and his mom, and I was the one that told him he's got to go. And his mom was like, well, wait a second. And I was like, he's got to go. All of our research, if he runs the way we believe he's going to run, the tape speaks for itself, and, and uh, he's going to be a day one guy. And to Greg's credit, the minute – uh, he started training after our last regular season game. He put the work in and, and, and he showed up and showed out on pro day and, and we couldn't be more proud of him. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see where he goes Thursday night. A lot of people have him kind of rising up the boards. All right, Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald, what an awesome year uh, you guys have had and excited to see what's next. Thanks for joining us. That's great and uh, exciting times ahead in Evanston. Appreciate the opportunity and all of our great Wildcat fans. Appreciate your support. We'll see you in Ryan Field this fall. Go Cats. Thanks. Very appreciative of Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald giving us his time and talking a little Rashawn Slater, Greg Newsom, and Northwestern Wildcats with us here on the College Football Daily. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Trey Scott. Enjoy the draft. We'll talk to you next time. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.